says his wrist is cramping. <laughs> we'll call you back up later. <laughs> so let me just pray for his healing. Earlier I called him the MOG, the man of God. <laughs> he didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, Father, we thank you for Estian, who's like a microphone in your hand this morning. He doesn't want to just come and tell us about God, but he wants to let you speak through him this morning, Lord. He's just a vessel. He's just an instrument. Pray you take off any pressure off his shoulders that he's got to somehow cook up some meal this morning of his own doing. I pray, Lord, that he would just let you speak through him with the, the compassion, the kindness, the boldness of Christ. Speaking through him, just cut. I pray you'd cut through lies this morning. Cut through lies that parade themselves as truth, that parade themselves as scripture and uh, almost Christian principles and just unveil the tactics of the enemy. We don't want to be a people that are ignorant of the enemy's schemes, Lord. We want to walk in freedom and fullness, Lord. So we just, we just totally hand over this time to you this morning, Lord. I pray against all distractions. I pray that our minds would be you know, just single-minded and focused, Lord. This morning on you. Amen. Okay. Is everyone awake? <laughs> good morning, everyone. Yo, how intense in a good way was that worship, eh? Yo, looking good. You know, like he, Ross will often, often say this, often, often say this. Um, we don't follow a program. We, we don't do church. This is the way we start. We're going to do three worship songs. We're going to go into the preach. Someone's going to do a 30-second prayer, and then we're out here in, in an hour. We, that's not how we do church. We believe God is the head of the church. Therefore, he leads, and we follow. So if the Holy Spirit is on something, if we feel like this is what God wants to do, then we, we're going to do it. And it's just amazing just to see how, how God works. Like even... Yeah, in worship, it's, yeah, it's just such a, a good time. So just, yeah, um, just open up your hearts, and we, we always follow what the Holy Spirit wants to do. So this morning, I'm going to speak on spiritual warfare, which might excite some people. Who does that excite? Who loves spiritual warfare? Yes. And be honest with me, sometimes when people say spiritual warfare, like, we get a bit iffy, and we're like, oh, what does that mean? Who's a bit... Like, who finds it weird when people say spiritual warfare? I used to do, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think there's more people. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, spiritual warfare um, for the, yeah, just basically means that um, we are not alone here on earth. There are things out there that if you are Christian and if you really follow the Lord, if you really follow the Lord, is out to get you. You have a target on your back if you follow the Lord and the devil and his army tries to, to get you. If I say spiritual warfare, what is the first scripture people think about? Ephesians 6. Can we quickly put that up, Charlie? Ephesians 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. 
For you, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So for some people, this might, if you don't know what this means, this might freak you out a, a, a bit, and I don't want to do that at all. I think sometimes when people speak, speak about spiritual warfare, it gets super intense, super quickly, and that's not what I want to do at all. You just need to know if you follow the Lord, like the devil is out to, 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 to get you, and we, our, our fight is not against people, but it's against the heavenly realms. Um, so my hope and my prayer this morning is that God would show us how to fight. So we're in a battle, we follow God's army, um, and we do have a battle to fight. We have a, a battle for our souls, and we have a battle for each other's souls, and then there's a battle for the lost, the people that don't know Jesus. Um, and I felt since the beginning of the year, Andrew said he's lucky to all the elders, he said, guys, I feel like we're under spiritual attack. So it was quite cool in, in the beginning of the year in other congregations, like witches got saved and people from the occult got saved and, and stuff like that. And he really felt there was, a, in a sense, an attack on us because of that, which is awesome because then it feels like God's kingdom is advancing. Um, and then us as elders, we also felt we were in a season of spiritual attack. I've certainly felt that. Uh, it's something that we discussed as well. So I'm hoping today we'll have a look at what it actually means and how God actually calls us to withstand spiritual attack, if that makes sense. Um, and depending on who you talk to, there's a wide spectrum of what it means for some people. If I say spiritual warfare and stuff like that. So on this side... If you're unsaved, you, do, you don't follow the Lord, you have no idea what I'm talking about. You're just like, what is, like, what is he smoking? Like, what is this heavenly realms and stuff like that? And then you do get Christians, but they're kind of the people that go, you know what, there is a devil, and there, is, and there are demons, and we are, you know, all that stuff. But if I ignore that, if I ignore the devil, he'll ignore me. So he is there, but he's not really, like, he doesn't really impact my life when I actually ignore him and then you'll ignore me. And then you kind of jump along, and on this side of the spectrum, you get people that's like, the devil's behind everything. We need to cut off, we need to tie, we need to bind up, we need to rebuke, and all that stuff. And they are full on, we're in a war, and like, we need to attack. Which in a season is not wrong at all. I'm not bashing that at all. I do feel like every now and again, when the Lord leads us, we do need to do that. But oftentimes, in our ordinary lives, day to day, God is on that spectrum. God will be somewhere in the middle. So it's not, we don't say, if, if we ignore the devil, he will ignore us. And oftentimes, in our day to day, we're also not in full attack mode where we bind up, cut off, and do all that type of stuff. We're somewhere in the middle. God calls us oftentimes to consistently walk somewhere in the middle of that spectrum. So, this is the scripture that God has been speaking to me about, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 6. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. 
So Paul speaks here about the weapons that we use are not of this world. We have spiritual weapons. Other translations will say spiritual weapons that we fight with and that we take every fourth chapter, we demolish strongholds and demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So we don't do that with physical weapons. It's not like I have a sword here and I go, whatever comes against me, I wipe that thing out. That's not how it works. We have spiritual weapons that God gives us um, to fight in, in, in this battle. And in this season of my life, I felt God give me spiritual weapons, but it wasn't necessarily what I thought it would look like. So when it comes to spiritual attack, I was always a bit hesitant because I just the way that I grew up and what I was exposed to as a teenager and what people said that at that stage about spiritual attack, it was always this big smoke screen almost. And it, it did kind of, in my early years as a Christian, it did put me off a, off a bit. I was always just like, that's weird. I don't want to be involved in that. People get weird, you know. Um, so I'm actually just going to not ignore it, but I'm just going to follow the Lord instead. And then in this last season, God has really woken up my heart. Like I even shared with um, Ross and them, uh, yeah, we, we were sickling a bit at home. And he was saying, just remember that you are under spiritual attack. And I actually went, I get that, but it just puts me off a bit because of the way that I've seen this happen before. Does anyone relate to that? Like you've seen weird stuff when it comes to spiritual attack and spiritual warfare and stuff like that. And God has really been showing me that it's real and we need to engage. But the way we do it and the approach we take and the position we take is much different than, than, than what I thought. So my prayer, prayer is today I'm going to um, give us weapons, tools that we can use to withstand spiritual attack. Um, and it's going to look different, hopefully, than uh, what we thought. Sorry, my throat. <coughs> I'm a teacher, so I just want to make sure. <laughs> okay. So the first weapon is humility. Humility. So this is something the Lord has been speaking to me about, staying humble, being humble, not relying on our own flesh or our own strength, not going, I'm the man, I can do this, I can withstand, but actually yeah, walking in hum humility. Psalm 20 verse 7 <coughs> spoke to me so, lot, so, so much, trust in, some trust in, in, in chariots and some in horses, <coughs> but we trust in the name of our Lord, our God. So that chariots and that horses, that was like, if you in the old times had chariots and horses, <laughs> um, if you had chariots and you had horses, you had a strong army. And oftentimes, in the old, like we were speaking about this morning, oftentimes in the Old uh, Testament, the Lord will not use horses, not use chariots, because otherwise people boast in that. But the Lord would set people free. The Lord would deliver people. It's the story of Gideon. I mean, he basically just made a massive noise. Um, walls of Jericho, they didn't lift a sword. They just marched uh, around the city. Hezekiah, all those people, God saved them without using chariots and horses because <coughs> chariots and, and, and horses is things that we trust in.
sorry. So what are chariots and horses in our lives? What are things that we trust in when it comes to walking with the Lord? We all have some, and it's stuff that we have to continually lie down. But actually, God calls us not to trust in those things, but in humility come before the Lord and say, God, I know that I know that I know I can't save myself. I can't rely on my own strength. I can't do this out of my own strength. You need to come and deliver me. So James 4, verse 6 to 7. But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And then submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So that position that we resist the devil, when he flees with us, is not going, rah, 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 I'm, I'll take you down. It's actually going, God, I need you to set me free. I need you to deliver me. I know in my flesh, in my strength, I, I can't do this. So the position we take is much different. And that opposes the proud. It's actually quite a hectic thing. Eh? Like I think we don't always realize what that means. If you oppose someone, it means that you intentionally come against them to take them down. So it's not like when, when we have pride in our lives, God goes, oh, yes, pride. I'm not going to work in him, and I'm not going to speak to him or do whatever. God opposes us. So he actually comes against us because we have pride which is hectic. Um, and I, yeah, I, I do need to say this. I often do think when we say we're under spiritual attack and we think the devil's attacking us, sometimes it actually might be the Lord because we live in pride. So sometimes the Lord might actually come against us because we have pride in our hearts and pride is the opposite of the gospel. It's opposite of what Jesus did for us. He humbled himself. He became nothing. He didn't hold on to his own strength. So that's just something to, to think about. It often might be the Lord coming against us, not actually the uh, devil. So we need to walk in humility. Walk in humility with God. Realize that he fights for you. He delivers you. He is the one. It's about glorifying him. Um, and that you cannot do anything out of your own strength. When you feel like you're under the sack, humble yourself. Walk it in, in humility. The second weapon um, is do not walk in your own flesh. And this is so important. Um, Galatians, yeah. <clears throat> so I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature or of the flesh. So the flesh is everything that we do that's not in the Spirit, that's not in God. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you not do what you want. So we all need to resist the flesh. Um, and it often feels like when we are under spiritual attack, I don't know, some, like I, I hope you can relate to this, but sometimes when we are under spiritual attack, it almost feels like our flesh is drawn out of us, you know? So if you struggle with irritation, it just almost feels like you get irritated more, more quickly. Or if you struggle with, I don't know, anything else, it almost feels like that gets your flesh gets drawn out of you. And actually, actually, when you're under spiritual attack, you need to be super aware of that and not react or walk in, in our flesh. Um, yeah, so we must resist the flesh. We must resist the temptations. In Galatians 6, verse 7 and 8, it says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever one sows, that he will also reap. 
For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. Who wants to reap corruption? Raise your hand now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And if you read Galatians 4, 5, and 6, it speaks about walking in the Spirit, not gratifying the desires of the flesh, having the fruit of the Spirit, and then not sowing in the flesh, but sowing in the Spirit. So it's interesting when Andrew Selly shared that he feels we're under an attack earlier in the year, he, um, he did not say, rebu- I mean, there's space for this, so hear what I'm, don't hear what I'm not saying, but he didn't say rebuke it, you know, like, do this rah-rah thing. He actually said, we are under spiritual attack, it is coming, there's nothing we can do about it, but how we handle that is, he said, and, and I'm, I'm quoting him, stay humble, keep short accounts with each other, don't get offended, um, watch your attitude, watch your sin. So in other words, don't walk in the flesh. So, so that is something that we just need to be aware of. Like, when it feels like it's just easier to walk in the flesh, it's almost, it's almost withdrawn out of you, just be aware, ask the Holy Spirit to help you, and just make sure that you walk in Him. Does that make, does that make sense? Okay, third one, and this, I don't want to say this is the most important one, but oh, this has saved my life, I think. Do not neglect the fellowship or the saints. Stay connected, stay in community. Like, I think when I got saved properly, so about 10, 11 years ago, I was just, what I mean with properly saved, sorry, I just need to clarify that. Like, when, I, when the Lord really submitted my heart to him. So when it was really, so I was saved, but every now and again I would pull away from him. But when I really, really entrusted my heart to him and, and, and when, when I was devoted to him, like I don't think I'll be here to, today. And I'm not talking about even holding the mic. I'm talking about being in family, like being here. It, I wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for other people. Like time and time and time again, God has used people to correct me, to love me, to disciple me, and just to show, show grace to me. Um, and that is so important. Um, yeah, we need people to strengthen us, to correct us, to pray with us. Um, and this is what it's about, our, our church family. Um, the early church, if you read in Acts, we all know this, Acts 2 verse 42 to, to 47, it says, they were devoted fellowship, devoted. That means, people, that they wanted to do things. That means people didn't have to go, oh, please, would you come tonight? Oh, please, would you do this with us? Oh, please. No, they were devoted. They were devoted to the fellowship. They wanted to spend time with, with other believers, and that is so important. When we on spiritual attack, and actually just in life, we have to stay connected and devoted to the fellowship. Okay. Um, Ephesians 5, verse 16 to 21. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Who feels the days are evil? It's it's becoming worse and worse, eh? Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another, not on your own. It doesn't say addressing yourself. No, 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 one another. And you can't address one another if you're not there. 
um, <coughs> addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melodies to the Lord with all your hearts together. Together, with all your hearts together. Giving thanks always and for everything to the God our Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this speaks about fellowshipping together, devoting ourselves to one another, singing together, praying together, reading the word together, encouraging to, uh, each other, and it says encouraging together, but encouraging each other just like oftentimes, actually most of the time, God speaks to us through other people, most of the time. So we need to make sure that we give ourselves to, to one another. We, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. We don't represent Jesus as we should always, but God chose to use the church to manage to, to extend his, his glory. And Hebrews 10, verse 24 to uh, 25, also a well-known scripture. And let us consider how to stir one another up, um, up one another to love and good works, to love one another, to love God, to do good works to each other, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day, that day of Jesus coming back, as you see the day, Drawing near. Um, yeah, so just want to also say this. That does not mean Sundays. That means your life. It doesn't mean a Sunday and, and a Wednesday. It means you give yourself to each other. When you can, you meet together. You love one another. Um, we are not made to be lone wolves. We will, and this is important. We will not walk in what God has for us without our church family. If you feel like you have a de like you all have a, a destiny, but if you feel like God's called you to something, you have a destiny, hopefully you all feel that there's a plan and a purpose for each one of us for his glory. But we will not walk in that on ourselves, at ourselves, in ourselves. Thank you. If we are lone wolves, we will never walk into what God has for us. And, and that's so counter-cultural, like people live for themselves and for, for them. But actually God calls us to love one another and devote ourselves to one another. If you, are, if you feel that you are under attack, devote yourself to, to the people. And then number four. So number one was uh, humility. Number two was don't walk in your flesh. Number three was don't neglect the fellowship. And then for number four is we take our thoughts captive. Um, and uh, the Bible does speak quite often about this in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. This is the scripture that I start with. It says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, but take every thought captive to obey Christ. Um, so often we all have thoughts that are not of God, right? So, so a thought could pop into your head. And we can debate if it's of the devil, if it's of, of yourself, where does it come from? That's not the point. The point is it's not of the Lord. And it's so important to take those thoughts captive because what happens is if we don't, that thought, the, the seed gets planted and that thing grows and it actually becomes a stronghold in, in our minds. So we, a, a stronghold just means we, we, that, that's the way we think and we can't see any other logic, not even logic, but any other reason. And what happens then, 
as we hear the word of God, as we hear the truth, as the Holy Spirit speaks to us, as someone speaks into our lives, because of that stronghold, we can't actually hear the truth. And that is super dangerous because then we, we live a, according to a lie. So it's, it's so important as we take our thoughts captive that we continually come before the Lord saying, Lord, just renew my mind, refresh my mind. Um, as we go about our day, if there's a, a thought that pops into our head, actually go, Lord, I'm actually taking this, this thought captive because it's not of you. It's not of you. Um, and then in our minds, the kingdom of God advances. And then when we hear the truth or when someone speaks to us or whatever, we can actually hear the truth and the truth can actually change us. God wants to renew our minds so that we have a kingdom way of thinking about things, all things, about our finances, our money, banking, uh, people, our families, everything. We need to have a kingdom way of thinking about it. And of, often strongholds will prevent that. It will prevent us from thinking in a kingdom way. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what the will of God is. So that testing is when the Holy Spirit speaks to me, when someone speaks to me or I read the word of God, because I'm renewing my mind, I can actually go, oh, this is the will of God. This is what God is telling me. But if we have a stronghold or if we're not taking our thoughts captive, we can't discern what the will of God is. What is good and perfect and acceptable, yeah, is his will. Does this make sense? Okay. <laughs> um, Ephesians 4. Now this is, this I saying testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do. So Gentiles in that context just means people who don't follow the Lord, unsaved people, in the futility of their mind. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Due to the hardness of heart, they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learn Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former man of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. And to be, be renewed in the spirit of your minds. And to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true and righteousness and holiness. So there is this thing of we don't walk as the Gentiles do, but we actually allow the Holy Spirit to renew, constantly renew our mind. And it's, it's important to say this, like, we can quickly um, make this like a self-help tool. You know, like the world says, oh, positive thinking, we need to stay positive, we need to speak into your negative situation, positive things. And again, there can be a truth to that, but it's not, this is not a, self, a self-help tool. We need to walk in the Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can do this. Only the Holy Spirit can give us victory in our minds. Only the Holy Spirit can renew our minds. So as we walk with Him, He does the work. It's not a, there are seven steps to renew a mind daily. That does not work. That's not of the Lord. Um, hopefully I'm not offending anyone, but it's not of the Lord. Um, we renew our minds through the Holy Spirit. It is Him who does the work. Okay. Um, just 
Ephesians reminds us of the, the bigger picture. We are called to love God with everything in us. In Matthew 22, the Pharisees asks Jesus, Teacher, um, this is verse 36, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And then the, and he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, which includes your mind, and with, oh, and with all your mind. This is the great and the first commandment. So we are called to love God with everything in us. We are called to be devoted to the Lord with everything in us. And because of that, we need to renew our minds. And then number five, um, and this is drink from the fountain. And it was actually so awesome to hear this. Um, Last week, we did that marriage course um, with Maka and, and Adin, and Mac continually went back to this. So we'll speak about marriages and how to have a godly marriage, etc. And then he'll continually say, guys, we need to drink from the Holy Spirit. And this is so applicable to us as well. We need to, every day, we need to drink of the Holy Spirit. We need to spend time in His presence. We need to read His Word. We need to hear what He tells us. Um, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to to work in, in us and to speak to us. So we so I do want to encourage us not it's not a it's not a law, but we do need to, to walk with him. We we do need to spend time with him. Drink of that full water. Um and then I also just feel to, to say that I, I I don't think just to have half an hour or an hour's worth of quiet time every morning is enough. I do believe that, that God has more for us. Um, the Bible does say that we need to walk with him. So even during the day, if you're at work or whatever you do, if you feel like God's drawing you to him, it doesn't have to be 30 uh, minutes. It's, it, it can be 30 seconds. Just go to the bathroom or, or go outside, whatever your context is, and you can literally just go, Holy Spirit, I am here. Please, I just want a fresh cup of water. Just come and just minister to me. Come speak to me. And as you do that, that becomes a habit of life. As, as you walk with the Holy Spirit, as He refreshes us, um, we walk with Him and He speaks to us and we can say no to everything else. He, he, um, he then teaches us to say no to our flesh. He teaches us to walk in humility. All those other things that I, I spoke about happens from walking with the Spirit, from creating space in our daily lives for Him to come speak to us. Um, yeah, so that is, that's what I have. Ross, I know it hasn't been long, but can you, do you mind? <laughs> You're being great, Ross. Um, I do feel like we need to do business with the Lord. Um, yeah, so let's just close our eyes quickly. Um, before we move on, like, like, the, the most important thing here is if you don't know Jesus, that you have an opportunity to actually, to actually give, give your heart to him. So um, you might have come in this morning, you don't know the Lord, you heard spiritual warfare, what is this about? But something in you, the Holy Spirit has been working in your heart as we've gone through worship and I've, as I've been preaching there's maybe something in your heart where, um, where you actually get, have this, and you don't know why, but you have this desire to, to have this. So you, you hear what we say, and you hear, and you see what we do, and, and you actually go, I actually want that. 
And that, that one scripture spoke about how our hearts are darkened and, and we live in the futility of our minds. Um, and you actually go, yeah, that's actually me. And we never want to let an opportunity go past where we don't um, ask people if, if they want to respond to, to, to Jesus. So I want to ask you to be bold. I want to ask you with everyone's eyes closed, if you have a desire in you, if the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you about accepting Jesus, I want you just to be bold and just to raise your hand. Like this is the day of your salvation. This is actually the most important thing. We want to see people get to know Jesus. So if you don't have a relationship with him, um, if you really want to meet him today, can I just ask where you are just to raise your hand? I would love to, to pray with you. Is there anyone like that? Awesome. Then for the rest of us, I do feel we need to create space just to do business with the Lord. So you might have um, yeah, heard these things and the Holy Spirit might have spoken to you about humility or about walking in the flesh or not actually drinking from the well on a daily basis or whatever it is. Um, really just feel like to today, this morning, we can actually just make right with God. So the, the Lord might convict you and then if he does, just bring that stuff before him, just repent, ask him to come and, and call you afresh, just open your eyes. Um, and if you have actually been doing well, um, just to afresh come to the Lord and um, just thank him for his grace, because he brings us back, does the work in us, um, and just ask him to actually keep on refreshing you. But yeah, let's just, before we do anything else, let's just all take a, a moment. You can stand with me, you can sit, you can lie down, you can do whatever. But just to take a moment and actually do business with, with the Lord. Um, and then after that, if you want prayer, we would love to pray with you. So if you want prayer for anything, you can find someone you know, find a leader, come to the front, and we would love to pray for you. <coughs> but first, let's just do business with the Lord. Um, yeah, so Holy Spirit, I pray as we, as we create space for you, that you will come, Holy Spirit, and just come and bring conviction, bring repentance, Holy Spirit, bring encouragement. Um, fill us with your love, fill us with your grace, um, open our eyes to, to the spiritual attacks that are going on around us, help us to walk um, with you, and, and um, yeah, just to, to use the weapons that you give us, Lord. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you come right now and just come and minister to us as we spend time in your presence.